0: Right. we talked a lot about and I, I don't know if they, they go hand in hand they' they're, they're sort of the same well two sides of the same coin I guess maybe uh, we're talking about the housing crisis we've talked about that a lot um, and we talked about immigration a lot and they sort of they're they're meant to alleviate one another but they also make things worse right We, we just finished having the conversation about immigration and how we're not doing the job properly there because we are targeting workers from specific industries. But then when they get here, we're not making it easy enough for them to use their skills that we brought them here for. And we, for healthcare, for example, we've got 40% of people with healthcare degrees that immigrate to this country actually working in healthcare. The other 60% are working in jobs that require a high school diploma or less in a lot of cases. So, okay, that's an issue. But the other issue with immigration, which is we need to have more people, come to this country to to fill all these holes that we have in our labor market, but where are they going to live? Because we know we have a housing crisis and it makes it worse, but they're going to help us. So, I mean, it's a real circular problem. There's no question, but there's no doubt we have a housing crisis. And we've talked a lot about the fact who, you know, we're going to build more homes. We need to build more homes. Okay, great. Part of the problem is affordable housing for people to buy, no question. But the other angle here is the rental crisis in this country, and it is also getting really, really bad. And some of the reasons are the same as we see on the, you know, purchasing a home side. Some of them are slightly different, but. Let's take a look at a report that just came out today talking about rents in Canada. And in July, our country hit a new record high of $2,078 for the average rent in Canada. Okay, so you just take all of the rental units in the country, break them down for an average of $2,078 per month, which is 21% higher than it was a year ago, 21%. Alberta has gone up 16% for the year. Average rent in Alberta is about sixteen hundred dollars a month. Okay, and then, like I say, that's one bedroom, two bedrooms, three. That's everything lumped together. Your average is about sixteen hundred bucks a month, up sixteen percent year over year, and it's getting worse. And there's a lot of people starting to say we got to pay attention to this now. What's the solution? What can we do? We're going to speak with uh, Shimon Kareshi, who is president and CEO of Hope Street. Shimon, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Well, thank you. Okay, first of all, what's your take? What's causing this rental crunch? Why are we seeing, um, you know, increases like this? A lot of people reporting having a hard time finding a place. What's going on in our rental market?
1: Yeah, well, um, we certainly hear that question coming up a lot, and it kind of seems like there isn't any one specific factor that's sort of the main driver. Uh, Instead, there's a whole bunch of little micro factors that are all working together. So, some of, those, um, some of these things can be the interest rate hike. We know that the government has, has been meddling with um, interest rates in an attempt to fix these inflationary problems, and rightly so. Um, unfortunately, the flip side is that a lot of folks that would like to get into the market and buy their own home, um, they can't now because the carrying costs are higher and, of course, qualifying for mortgages is, is difficult we know that there's inflationary expenses that the landlords are dealing with and that's driving up some of the costs, Um, things like maintenance and insurance and property taxes. And some of those expenses have gone up by 30 and 40%. Um, A lot of the landlords that we've talked to have told us that inward migration is having an impact on things. And so what we're seeing is that folks who have maybe come from another part of the world and landed in another part of Canada have taken a look around and figured that they just couldn't afford it. So they're moving to Alberta, where, believe it or not, rents are amongst the most affordable in North America. Um, And that's creating a supply and demand imbalance. So um, there's all these little things that are all sort of contributing to create a perfect storm, and it is tough out there. It is, yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, some of our staff tell me that when we have a hot listing, we can literally get 100 phone calls or emails on it per day.
0: Wow. Unreal. I I mean, what was it, say, a year ago or five years ago? What kind of interest was there?
1: Yeah, well, we've noticed the spike has has really been pronounced in the last, say, 18 to 24 months. Okay. Um, Going back, um, you know, maybe five or seven years, though, uh, I was actually on a um, a show um, here uh the daniel smith smith show um to talk about some of the conditions that landlords were seeing in about 2016 which was completely completely opposite uh there was properties that were just sitting there for months rents were dropping landlords were kind of throwing their hands in the air and and um, the tenants were very much in the driver's seat so it sort of seems like there's an ebb and flow right now
0: um what are some solutions I mean can can anything be done like you say I mean there are ebbs and flows to the market it's a market that's sort of how it works but are there things that we can do to make it better for everybody right now
1: yeah well absolutely and and we have to commend the uh, Alberta government for taking the initial steps towards some of these some of these solutions but um, I'm I'm on the board of the Calgary Residential Rental Association as well. And uh, some of the folks there have put together a very good three-point plan that kind of says, here's some very easy, very quick things that can take place to fix this problem once and for all. Uh, The first thing is emergency relief funding. There's folks that are 14 days or less away from being homeless. There's families in that situation. And they just can't afford to wait for, for government wheels to go through with their debates and their legislative change. So um, we need to make it very easy for those who need the money to go into a government office, to get in touch with Service Alberta or the appropriate department, and just get the rental relief that they need now. Um, A couple years ago, we had a program uh, in place where a landlord would actually get a check in the mail directly from the government. It was called the Homelessness and Eviction Prevention Fund. Uh, So we need that and we need more of it. Uh, The next thing we need would be preferential lending to landlords. Um, The CMHC discounts mortgage rates for for a lot of first-time homebuyers. And they're starting to move towards discounted rates for the bigger landlords that are buying these apartment buildings and that kind of thing. But the mom-and-pops and the average landlords, or the majority of them, don't see any of that. So we need to see some, some more affordable money to incentivize landlords to get into the business and to buy a second property down the street from your, your family home and rent it out. Uh, that'll that'll have a huge impact on the problem. Uh, and then the final thing is that we just need to build more social housing, more submarket market housing, more market housing, and, and the feds have, have implied that they're um, – They're intending to get started with
0: that. We hear a bit of a debate over rent control and whether or not that helps. Uh, The government in Alberta says no, it doesn't. In fact, it can make things worse. Other provinces have done it. What's your take? Is that something we should be looking at? Uh, Do we need to jump in and bring in rent controls?
1: Yeah, well, it's certainly a hot topic right now, and I feel like everyone has an opinion on it, and and a lot of those opinions aren't going to change. But I think if we look at the research, we'll conclude that rent controls simply do not work. Um, You know, how is it working in Vancouver? we have some of the strictest rent controls in the world and a few days ago someone in one of my offices rented a two-bedroom unit in yale town out for six thousand dollars a month there was over 30 applications and that thing flew off the shelf that is not reasonable you know it's just it's that's absurd uh, and we're seeing similar sort of situations and, and stories coming out of toronto um, the bottom line is controlling the the regulating the rental rates of any given market discourage landlords. It it suggests to them that their returns are going to be minimal or dismal. Um, And there's choices out there. They can take their money to Bay street. They can take their money to wall street. um, And that doesn't serve the community the way that maybe owning a rental property or condo uh, down the street or in your same neighborhood would. Um, So even though they're intended to kind of curb these problems, They don't. They reduce the supply, they reduce choice and the prices go
0: up. Okay. Interesting. Well so if you're a renter out there right now and you know, we just had the story where rents are up twenty one percent over the year in Alberta and now you're looking at sixteen hundred bucks on average. Um, what can they do? Are there things that you can do to put yourself in a better position out there, Shimon?
1: Yeah, well, there's certainly a lot of very long faces that come to look at, at our listings and some of the other landlords that we represent with the Rental Association in Calgary are, are, are giving us similar um, uh, stories. It's it's not uncommon to see 30 and 20 people coming at the same time to look at the same place because the landlord is, is trying to be as efficient as they can. Um so what we tell people is that the first thing is, is, you know, if you're, if you're in the market and you have a property that sort of checks off the boxes, be ready to commit. Um, this means being ready to, to fund the security deposit and fill in the forms. You don't have a whole lot of time to think about it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, another option is, is that, that seems to work really well is that most of the rental websites will have, um, a function that sort of sends an email when a suitable property that that maybe fits your search criteria comes online, uh, and so in theory you can be amongst the first to know about it when when a property that that matches is available, uh, and that gives you a bit of an edge because a lot of folks won't won't be uh, using that type of technology, uh, and then the final thing is to just look for property in a lot of locations. Um, we know that there's some big dinosaurs or these websites that have been around for. For decades, like RentFaster or Kijiji, and there's so much activity going on, on on these sites that your messages and your inquiries can be lost. Uh, we've talked to some tenants who have told us that they were shocked when we answered the phone because they might have called 30 other landlords uh, over a period of a day or two, and, and not single one of them called back. Um, so, you know, a Google search can help with with some of the um, smaller type websites. We've heard good things from. Act finders a new one that's coming online. As we understand, there's, there's live rent and um, rent Faster at Kijiji are, are some of the ones that I think a lot of people use and have the inventory, but um, also seem to have the most complaints, in right. my opinion.
0: All good stuff. Um, I, I, we're out of time, but I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much, Shimon. Appreciate it.